This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Kenyan Wall Street Podcast. My name is Eric Jackson and I'm going to be your host today. So today we have an interesting guest uh, that's going to help me talk about the art of storytelling for brands. My guest is a startup founder in Nairobi. Her name is Rachel Kendi. So I'll let her tell us more about her company and what they do. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. It's quite a pleasure. So. My name is Candy Perpetual, and for the last seven years, I have been running Adult Stone Marketing and PR. And what we do is we are able to enable brands communicate their impact and strategy, mostly to the community of um, different audiences. And so we work mostly with financial and tech companies. And uh, so with them is because there's the financial impact and with tech, there's a lot of innovation around technology. And so those two have been our pillar in terms of what we enable brands communicate. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. And maybe just to then start our discussion is a little background on why it is important to tell stories, yeah. especially for brands, mm-hmm. more so for startups, given that when you're starting out a new company, not many of your clients have heard about the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is it important that startup founders yeah. tell a good story? All right. So first and foremost, we'll talk about the storytelling and then we'll talk about the impact of the storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what storytelling does is storytelling brings out the genesis of a product or a service, but in a very interesting way. Yeah. So it doesn't come out as advertising. So it's makes people understand the impact more and enables the consumer gain influence Mm -hmm. on how to consume the product. So at the end of the day, the reason why people would want to give stories in different ways and in different avenues is because at the end of the day, they want to drive sales. And so our market currently has become incredibly attractive to a wide variety of entrepreneurs who want to impact both socially and economically. Yeah? Yeah. And so with storytelling, it enables them to take them to the next level, mm-hmm. either being known more or being able to drive their sales more. Yeah. So these entrepreneurs, mostly in the startup, so their need mostly is probably to fundraise or probably to sell. Yeah. And so with storytelling, they enable people buy or investors in this case, or consumers mm-hmm. buy their product more, but in a very gentle way, mm-hmm. as opposed to advertising, where people can be a bit more resilient in buying. Yeah. Yes. And also, I think it's also interesting because for early stage startups, yeah. word of mouth is really, really a powerful tool in gaining consumers. Yeah. And again, that's driven by stories. So what would you characterize as the key elements that startups need to focus on early on when they are telling their stories? So... I would probably think of telling a story or a narrative that enables the consumers to connect or to be appealed more by their product, huh? yeah. by people keep talking or hearing about a particular product. So for example, averagely people say you can buy a product when you've seen it around three to five times, either yeah. on news, 
you know, being talked about or in influencer marketing, how mm-hmm. they're now doing, where people keep talking about this brand and what it does, it curates um, questions and, you know, people want to know more about the product, but mm-hmm. it's because of people hearing more about it mm-hmm. in stories online and more of the digital part of it. Mm-hmm. And so you've touched slightly on influencer marketing and, yeah. you know, the digital aspect of storytelling and yeah. um, marketing or uh, public relations as a whole. And this is a field that really changed over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So in your everyday work, how have you seen uh, PR change over the last five or so years? Yeah. And what do you think have been some of the biggest drivers for that change? Quite interesting. So maybe I could start from 2020, going mm-hmm. back on how the process has really evolved to where we are. Yeah? Yeah. So five years ago, people started buying the influencer marketing mm-hmm. thing, yeah? yeah? But people were buying more on the, the the bigger you are, the more you are attractive to to clients working yeah. with you and everything. Yeah. That's five years ago. But right now we are looking at brands are more interested in the micro influencers who mm-hmm. probably don't have a lot of influencers. Mm-hmm. But what they do have is a community of people who actually really believe in them. Yeah. So these people are known to be more authentic. Mm-hmm. So people, these are influencers who are not run by numbers, mm-hmm. but run more of authenticity mm-hmm. so they have this small community whom people just can quickly buy simply because they know you know what she's truthful to her word and mm-hmm. she's not here to please brands and everything mm-hmm. so the micro influencers mm-hmm. interestingly in 2020 mm-hmm. have gained more audience when it comes to brands working with them mm-hmm. and so these micro influencers again have turned more into storytelling through TikTok through mm-hmm. YouTube mm-hmm. where they do stories and give experiences of themselves. Mm-hmm. For example, we could talk about um, brand influencers who are working with sanitary towels, for example. Mm-hmm. So there was a big backlash when mm-hmm. it comes to especially our country with uh, the kind of sanitary towels in the country. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And so the influencers themselves who are even working with these brands, they still mm-hmm. went on to bash the product. Yeah. And so these products, this year, what they did more is they worked more with the micro, who mm-hmm. are not as big, mm-hmm. but these people have communities who really believe in them. Mm-hmm. And so they now evolved into making YouTube videos, but giving their personal journeys and experiences. Mm-hmm. They do short funny, interesting videos on TikTok that people mm-hmm. feel like it's a trend mm-hmm. and they run with that mm-hmm. as compared to how people used to spend millions and millions and millions on mm-hmm. advertising budgets, especially where people don't want to watch TV mm-hmm. anymore. People mm-hmm. want to, to watch content that has been curated for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this can be, for example, most of the youths have more advanced avenues so maybe to, to pick up from the last discussion, and you've mentioned a lot about authenticity mm-hmm. and just brands connecting to consumers, you know, where they are. Uh, so what does that mean for mainstream ways of communication and public relations, like think about TV and, mm-hmm. and print and the likes, given that, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. most youths have moved to their mobile phone and their devices and they're curating more content uh, on different platforms. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So currently there are new ways of telling stories and more of them are more digital and more technological driven. 
And so we could start by probably mentioning we can get a scope of a family setup here yeah? mm-hmm. and then we divide the setups into target markets mm-hmm. because we want to look for example at brands how do they they want to communicate the information to a family mm-hmm. but these families they are, they are divided into very different generations yeah mm-hmm. so for example right now for the children let's let's say for example the children the children are more technically more tech savvy mm-hmm. yeah as compared to the older generation and into our parents mm-hmm. and so the children now the kind of cartoons and mm-hmm. the kind of even the small the children 1 2 3 4 5 years old mm-hmm. they're watching the kind of content that has been created for them is very illustrative yeah mm-hmm. so you see there's a lot of 3d animation done around songs and mm-hmm. done around um, stories that were initially put on paper on mm-hmm. books yeah mm-hmm. so these children are the biggest target market that when in the next say 15 to 20 years mm-hmm. it will everything on how to communicate to them will and should be tech driven mm-hmm. because that's what they've seen from when they were so young mm-hmm. and so they'll appreciate more the ai enabled you know product and they'll be very quick and uh, receptive to products that are more tech driven they mm-hmm. will not want to read hard newspapers they want something that can pop on their text message and on their whatsapp and all these applications that they don't want any hassle apart mm-hmm. from being you know they can get everything on their gadgets yeah. and so we are looking at a market where the children are a product that have mm-hmm. been curated for them which mm-hmm. are way way you know technologically driven mm-hmm. and then this the young generation mm-hmm. who especially with 2020 where mm-hmm. they said where there was where we would have been mm-hmm. in terms of working from home mm-hmm. we could only have gotten there 15 years from now if mm-hmm. it was not for covid so the young generation now mm-hmm. has appreciated working from home and mm-hmm. now they're getting that as a new behavioral changes and so mm-hmm. when brands are communicating to this generation mm-hmm. how are they communicating to them and where are they communicating to them and mm-hmm. where do they find them mm-hmm. most of the younger generation um according to tiktok for example reports they said the young generation spend approximately 50 minutes a day on tiktok mm-hmm. yeah? yeah this is way above what facebook and twitter and so this tiktok avenue is an avenue where there's a lot of engagement mm-hmm. and audience engagement that can be built by brands to reaching out to this generation mm-hmm. and comes to the generation just above that mm-hmm. we seeing more of them for example when it comes to accessing um information and that would be they are more interested in news mm-hmm. in sports in what's mm-hmm. happening um they're signing up more mm-hmm. for news and everything on their tablets and on their laptop as mm-hmm. compared to buying the actual newspaper yeah. so we are looking at printing business really being seriously affected mm-hmm. in the next 3 to 5 years mm-hmm. and almost out mm-hmm. it will still have its market but yeah. of course it will not be an avenue of making you know as much sales as a digital platform yeah. where everybody will be given for example everybody will have access to newspapers from their mm-hmm. from smsing yeah, yeah? yeah. and so all these audiences if you're trying to reach them from television mm-hmm. right now we you just want to watch news mm-hmm. i mean by the time we watch news it's all on twitter mm-hmm. so what news exactly are, you, are we watching the younger mm-hmm. generation that mm-hmm. kind of news content is so different from the kind of news that has been curated right now they're more entertainment 
based yeah. kind of news and so that they can get from twitter they mm-hmm. can get from reddit mm-hmm. they can get you know and so it's different right now and so mm-hmm. the target audiences have changed mm-hmm. and so that should also be the same okay interesting maybe just to follow up yeah how can we use tech yeah to improve public relations and storytelling in general yeah so we're looking at brands using targeted audience and mm-hmm. the right metrics yeah mm-hmm. so by targeted audience we're talking about uh, digital footprints that are able to track who has seen your product or your story mm-hmm. uh, where it's been seen how many times it's been seen mm-hmm. uh, everything about the person who's seen it yeah. and by this they're able to do through you know media monitoring tools mm-hmm. and so there are right metrics on how to do this through mm-hmm. and so how are you able to communicate your brand to your audience mm-hmm. it's through things like what they're calling now the next big thing which is the voice and mm-hmm. and this you're able to access through podcasts and through online interviews mm-hmm. and with this is you're able to interact with someone's voice so much and it's almost like how before we used to get these adverts on other people but mm-hmm. selling a different brand mm-hmm. now we are getting the owner of the brand mm-hmm. talking about the brand mm-hmm. and so people seem to be able to buy that more mm-hmm. especially without even the visibility of the person just mm-hmm. the voice mm-hmm. it's said to be one of the big things that will take over the public relations mm-hmm. because people have been reading more so mm-hmm. you read 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 but you don't have a face to it or you don't have a voice to it so mm-hmm. people are talking about podcasts and online interviews mm-hmm. really taking up the space of targeted audience when it comes to PR mm-hmm. and so with this it will enable brands or clients to be able to choose a targeted type of content mm-hmm. that at the end of the day enables them to drive their sales mm-hmm. yeah awesome and it's interesting that you've mentioned podcasts given yeah. that we are doing one right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah. it would be interesting to see more and more brands you know uh, yeah. doing more podcast series to just tell us about their products and their company and basically what they do So maybe as we come to the end of the discussion, I know that you recently launched Gora mm. News, mm-hmm. a service which is a tech-enabled product that is changing how uh, you know brands view public relations. Mm-hmm. So maybe can you just tell us what Gora is and how you're changing the PR landscape here yeah, in Africa? Yeah, absolutely. So Gora.news is an online virtual platform mm-hmm. that is actually a virtual PR agency mm-hmm. yeah? yeah so you log in into ogara.news and you're able to see all the services that you would have ideally had a PR agency to do for you yeah. and so we wanted an efficient and fast way mm-hmm. for brands to be able to reach to their audiences mm-hmm. across Africa mm-hmm. by just a click of a button mm-hmm. and uh, so what happens is it's actually more business it's a business related site where mm-hmm. we are only doing stories or or content distributors are only mm-hmm. doing stories which are more business related mm-hmm. and so how we want to change the pr mm-hmm. aspect through ogara.news mm-hmm. is we want when a pr or a communications person is seated for example in nigeria or mm-hmm. in kenya or in south africa mm-hmm. they're able to broadcast their content or their press release mm-hmm. to different countries all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we have a pool of journalists and a mm-hmm. pool of content distributors mm-hmm. in our platform mm-hmm. that immediately receive the press release mm-hmm. and distribute it immediately. Mm-hmm. 
And within 48 hours, mm-hmm. the news is all out in all digital platforms that the user decides to use. And so, yeah, it's more of an efficient and way cost-effective. Mm-hmm. And this platform agencies, even PR agencies, can access it and, mm-hmm. and do PR for different brands in different mm-hmm. countries other than losing on business because they're not based in a different country. And so that's the effectiveness of the product. Yeah, and as you said initially in our discussion, uh, COVID has really accelerated how businesses, you know, use and view technology. Yeah. It's actually uh, quite timely, uh, you know, your innovation that brands can or agencies can use Agora.news to basically use it as their go-to source for PR across the continent. Yes, yes. Uh, that's true. And something else is because during the COVID, brands really cut a lot of their budgets yeah. when it goes to, interestingly, some cut, some are built on mm-hmm. their budgets and, mm-hmm. and most of them cut. Mm-hmm. And so by cutting off the budgets mm-hmm. with Ogradic News, we are able with whatever kind of budget you have, we mm-hmm. are able to access the site mm-hmm. and with at least $50. And for, of course, for premium publications comes at a cost. However, at the end of the day, brands are able to reach out to different audiences that are of their priority all across Africa. Thank you very much, Kendi, for this wonderful discussion. And we are looking forward to see Ogora and how it will change PR. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.